0: Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code Wondery at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E.com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte.
1: Welcome to the Saint Happy Hour Podcast.
3: And target him. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't even have a joke, Dave. <laughs> Dave. Dave smells
1: like nougat. Now here's your host, Ralph Mountrose
2: All right, welcome to the Saints Happy Hour podcast. As always, we are sponsored by the Pelican House, twenty-five seventy-two City Place Court, Baton Rouge, Louisiana. You could have gone there yesterday for the awesome NBA Finals. Uh, you could have watched LSU baseball lose in the regional. Uh, they got the NBA draft on Thursday. They got uh, who, are who are the all Pelicans summer. taking, Ralph? Uh, the wrong person. That's who the Pelicans will take. Ah, come <laughs> on. Uh, the guy. I hope they take Buddy Heel from held from Oklahoma I like him that's kind of what I'm rooting for
4: what pick do they have Uh,
2: have?
4: six six uh. overall
2: yeah they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna make a bad pick and they're gonna give Harrison Barnes from Golden State 150 million the dude who couldn't hit a shot Uh, He couldn't throw the ball in the ocean in the NBA Finals. But the Pelican House is where you want to go for sports. 2572 City Place Court, Baton Rouge, Louisiana. They're awesome. Football is only 116 days away, I think, LSU maybe, or even less than – no, it's like like less than 80, I think. But anyway, football is almost here, people. It's the middle of June. So go to the Pelican House, 2572 City Place Court, Baton Rouge, Louisiana. You should support them because they support us. All right, uh, we're officially in the doldrums. It's June – If the Saints, if 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 we have Saints news news in June, if it isn't a Drew Brees extension, it's probably a player getting arrested. So most of the time, you don't want Saints news in June, and we just talk we just talk out of our ass if we don't have a guest. Um, But there was. Well, I mean, we talk out of
4: our ass during the season too.
2: Well, yeah, but I mean, it's about the Saints. I mean, today, I mean, we're we're going to talk about Benson. (laughs) We're going to talk about Benson settling up with the kids. Has uh, there ever been one episode
3: ever in the history of our podcast where we didn't talk out of our ass? I don't
2: know. I mean, like, no, no, I,
3: no. Maybe, Except maybe that, when we had someone
2: important on, and the audio, actually yeah, but worked. even the, yeah, I mean, maybe that episode, like, where I had to like dub myself in. In that conversation where you and Dave were talking, I had to I had to I had to dub myself in like a disemboweled voice from heaven. That was kinda not really we didn't talk about out of our ass because I had to insert myself into the podcast and like make it sound real, but it did not. That was three weeks ago. That was a that was the rock bottom of the podcast there. Uh, but if you don't want that to happen, you can donate a dollar. Thank oh, by the way, thanks to Jerry he donated fifteen dollars. Hey, thank Jerry! It. All right, good he job, didn't, uh,
4: Jerry. He, he didn't have.
2: He didn't. He didn't have. He didn't. He said, "Quote unquote, I don't have the goddamn Twitters." <laughs> but I, but but I like the show, so I'm taking it. Jerry was like over the age of sixty, but um. So the, the, but Benson did settle up with the kids, so apparently that means like the wife is going to get the team. So I guess the question now is. Dave, how do we feel about the of Gail getting, getting the team, getting the Saints? Or, or
1: Wait, have,
3: that, have, you, have you guys
2: seen the uh, settlement turn? No. I haven't
3: seen the turn. L- okay.
2: No, they, see, they sealed
4: it. Yeah, everything's oh, sealed.
2: I, I'm, I'm, I'm sure it's safe to assume Gail is inheriting the team, yeah. Right. Yeah. So, like, how do we feel about her getting the team and not the kids or Rita? Uh,
4: I, don't, I don't know. I, you know what? I've got to imagine that Gail is just going to be hands-off. I mean, I don't, I don't imagine she's going to be like the the owner of the Indians from uh, Major League, <laughs> you know, prancing around the, the, the locker room around naked men. and uh, You know, that's I'm not I'm not picturing that. So I, I don't really know if it would really make too much of a difference, to be honest with you.
1: Well, I mean,
2: Andrew, I guess my only thing with I don't think Gail was ever going to meddle. My thing, Andrew, was I think Gail really really cares about Tom's legacy in New Orleans and she he he got her to donate she got him to donate money to the Tulane stadium and money for other things she was instrumental apparently in getting him to donate money to the Pro Football Hall of Fame for the retirement village so i think she cares about her she, legacy she's the one that legacy really likes new the horse orleans. racing yeah so i don't think she will move the team out of new orleans she will not sell the team I don't think because that means when she dies, the first paragraph in her obituary will be Gail Benson. Oh, by the way, she sold it to a dude who moved the team to Portland or Vegas or wherever. So I think that's a good sign that she owns the team. Whereas I felt there was a significant chance that the kids or Rita, who are young, would be like, we can move the team to a different city in 2025 when the lease is up and build our legacy there. And then I'm 35 and when I'm 80, no one will care. Um, so I think it's better, uh, but that's just a hunch. I don't know for sure. Yeah, I hope so. Um, I, I mean, I, I think that
3: the, the best way to keep the franchise stable, obviously, is to keep buying tickets. I mean, as long as the fans put their butts in the seats and, you know, the, the season tickets are selling out, uh, then it takes care of itself and the team will be stable. Um. I I, I don't think that there was really, and and I don't really think there was ever a risk if the Saints are selling out of moving. I mean, I guess they could move if the lease is a problem with the Superdome and all that stuff. But I mean, I I just I think it's going to be
2: hard to see them leaving New Orleans. I don't think the NFL would allow it if the Saints, if the fans keep selling out. Well, the thing is, though, in twenty twenty five, would they want a new stadium? Right. Yeah, probably. I mean, I, I think the main thing is.
3: We have to be glad that Rita, I don't think it's so much that I'd be afraid she'd move the team because, you know, she, she has ties in New Orleans and everything. I would just be more afraid that she would fire everyone, fire Loomis, fire Payton, <laughs> And I wouldn't be confident in any new hires she makes, um, you know, because she's crazy. And so I think, like you said, I think the best thing about Gail Benson is that she'll stay out of it. And if Tom Benson really trusted
2: M- Mickey Loomis, then she will too. And she'll kind of just that... stay out of it and let him run his business. The, the one thing I think with Gale is I don't think she'll move the team and I don't think she'll cause waves. But I do think that the way she will be, she's probably, if I had to guess, going to lean to be very, very hands-off. And that, mean that, that means that the end of the Mickey Moomis slash Sean Payton era could drag on a really long time in that she's like – I'm not pulling the trigger. Like, she's not going to pull the trigger to fire Mickey Loomis a year early or two years early. She's going to wait till the absolute point where she's got to do something because, like you said, tickets are falling off or whatever, which is okay. I mean, Loomis has been pretty good and Peyton's been good, so it will be stable. But, I mean, that, that, would be, that would be my only fear with her as owner. Is that she's gonna be, she's gonna be very loyal, and she's gonna be s- slow to make moves.
4: Well, uh, first of all, I, I think if Gail was in charge of the team, you're still gonna have Dennis Lausche around, and, and nobody ever really mentions Dennis Lausche. But I think Gail trusts him um, yep. over over anybody else, and so I, I think whatever she, I, I think she's going to rely on Lausche heavily as far as making those kind of decisions. So. Um, you know I, I think it's 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 whatever whatever lausha thinks or whatever lausha says you know so if you, if you think that they're going to hang on to Peyton, it'll be because uh, it, it, that would be lausha's decision i think
2: well they're going to hang on to Peyton cuz they're going to they got to pay him a buttload of money if they cut him loose early
4: <laughs> you know i mean well, i don't think they're going to be um, cutting him loose early but you know there may come a time where they need to decide whether they want to fish or cut bait
2: <laughs> well i mean which brings us to the, the constant off-season question, I guess. Uh, Andrew, are, is, is Drew Brees going to get done? He said it, it's got to get done before the season, so that gives until the first week of September. But do you, do you think there's any chance that it gets done before training camp? Oh, I think there's a chance, sure. I just have zero confidence.
3: Yeah. I mean, I just, I, I, I don't think, I mean, based on the history of contract negotiations with Loomis and Breeze, it, it never goes smoothly. So I have zero confidence,
1: but sure, it's possible.
2: Yeah, and I just think, we talked about it a little bit last week, I think, Dave, I think Loomis holds more of the cards than people think. I think they've set up the salary cap to where they could tag him. I think they have a ton of space. I think Loomis holds more cards than they think, and that's what's making this difficult.
4: Uh, yeah, I, but I, to answer your first question, I, I don't think anything's getting done until the end of this season, um, and uh, I think they both have their own, you know, their own cards to play at. But I, I, I don't even know if there is a uh, if there's necessarily an advantage for for either team. But I, you know, I think Loomis—he's always just like to what is going on. <laughs> Loomis just likes to—he uh, likes to let the season play out, and he, he likes to take chances. He likes to see if, you know, he wants to see if Breeze is going to get injured or he's going to fall off a, uh, a, a cliff as far as his performance is concerned, um, and then he'll really hold all the cards. Um, if 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 Drew has another good season, um, is he really? Is 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 Loomis really? any worse off than he is now drew just came off of a good season uh so you know i don't know i i, I just like andrew said based on history I mean, he, he, I don't... he only he only gets older with each passing year right only... and i and i just based on what andrew said I, I i certainly don't see them getting a deal done uh ahead of schedule
2: so um as my I had to go pick my son up because he was he was wailing louder than the cat for people
4: who I thought that was the cat
2: No I that was my that was my lovely 6-month old son mm. So I had to mute my microphone good good job uh good job filling time Dave <laughs> uh, <laughs> But the interesting thing is it's sort of not non saints related but I think it is in a way Um Cleveland won the championship last night and of course, they hadn't won a championship in fifty-two years, I think, Andrew. So yeah. their fans went bizarre. By the way, who, who was it? The
3: Indians that won fifty-two years ago? Or no, it was the Browns. the Browns. Oh, they won like an AFC yeah. AFL title game. Like,
2: no, like the NFL, like sixty-four.
3: Wait, they never won it. They've, so never I, won they've never
2: won a Super Bowl. No, but it was like you know before the.
3: It
4: was Super Bowl. like a couple of like years before the Super Bowl, right? So like the NFL. the AFL
2: title, like I just said, the N- no NFL.
3: Like, no, they the Browns they, played like, in the AFL, didn't
2: they? They the ASL, didn't they? No, they were NFL. Oh, they were. Oh, yeah. okay. okay. Yeah. They were. Uh, they were NFL. So and was that like Jim was that, bur- like Jim? was that like Jim Brown era? Yeah, that was like Jim Brown's like last year, I
3: think.
2: Ah. Like, like he he won and then went and did the Dirty Dozen. Um, but uh, yes, but I but I saw if you saw the picture of the airport today, it reminded me of the Saints in in 2010 I mean, did it? F- I feel like. Did you watch
4: that documentary, The Thirty for Thirty, about Cleveland?
2: I did. I thought it was kind of crummy because they kind of cut out the part where Cleveland turned against LeBron and hated him when he left. <laughs> they were pretty. I mean, they were pretty. They were pretty. pretty they were pretty crappy to LeBron, the owner included.
4: But uh, mentioned they mentioned they have the owner it. talking about. They have the owner talking about the email. You know that that press release that he'd sent out uh, about. I mean, they covered that.
2: A little bit, I guess. Yeah. Not as much as that. Not as much as they should have, maybe. But I guess my question is, Andrew, do you, I feel like that this was the most excited that a fan base has been about a championship since the Saints won the Super Bowl? Like, I don't think it compares. I, I feel, you, I, I feel compare. like the Red
3: Sox the first time they won, time they won. years ago, like ten years ago. Yeah, but
2: that was ago. before. I'm like, like yeah, but like since the Saints in 09, like this is the most excited oh. the city's been about
3: winning. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, I I don't I don't know that's maybe most excited. I mean, the Warriors went through, you know, a long, long history of being terrible. Uh, I mean, they they were decent yeah, with Chris but, Mullen when I was a kid, but you know, I mean, did they, they go through
4: forty years of being terrible? No, no, they haven't.
2: Almost, almost, they won in like seventy six, yeah. I think. So like they won last year, so almost forty.
4: Yeah.
3: So it was. But at long, least but they. But at least they had like some success. I mean. Cleveland I mean I, I don't really pay yeah, attention I mean, to the like, Indians too much but the Browns, the Browns and the Cav- I terrible. mean the Cavaliers have at least been relevant and
2: I mean, at least like the Warriors, they had the 49ers who were awesome. They had the Giants. And the the A's
3: kind of go back and forth between being bad and good. Yeah, the
2: A's have won. I mean, so that that area, I mean, Cleveland's won. I mean, Cleveland is basically, until last night, was a punchline. They always failed. Hell, I told my wife when LeBron got the – My wife. My wife. When when LeBron went up for the dunk and got fouled and hurt his wrist, I was like, here's where Cleveland chokes. (laughs) He can't make a free throw. He doesn't make a free throw. Curry hits a three, and it goes to overtime. That is what that is the Cleveland way. I'm, I'm happy I for him. Man.
3: That was no, I'm, I'm happy for him. I mean, I, it's you know, anytime you go through. I mean, I relate to it. You know, we, I think we all do. You know, and especially if yeah. you grew up a Saints fan like I did, where you know, and and my dad. I mean, he he grew up a Saints fan, so for him it was even more. You know, I mean, she, he all he's ever yeah. known is losing. I mean, you get you get to a point where you're a small market team, you have a long history of losing, and you kind of, I mean, this was like, as me, as a kid, especially once I got into my 20s, I started to feel like, man, I just don't know if it's in the cards for the Saints to win a title in my lifetime. And I think that's probably how Cleveland feels. So when that happens, it's, it's extra special. It's a lot different than when you're rooting for the Patriots.
2: Yeah, I mean, the interesting thing with the Saints, Dave, is like Drew Brees came, and they almost won in 06 but in 07 and 08 you kind of are like oh man they're kind of mediocre is this going to be the saints Are they going to waste but we just the had we
4: just out. had one team though we just have the saints like cleveland has yeah. 3 teams and all three teams have come close and choked yeah. in their own ridiculous way i mean they, they cleveland yeah. just can't catch a break up until yesterday yeah. does
2: any other city have th- have 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 so much tortured history of their multiple sports teams just being awful i can't think of
4: washington dc's pretty bad i think that they have, they have yeah.
2: oh yeah well no they had the redskins though oh yeah
4: that's sure you know that's but
2: true. the redskins championships are getting further and further away though <laughs> i mean the la- i think the last redskin championship is 1991
3: the Redskins were a juggernaut in the early 90s, man. I mean, Mark Rippon and the Hogs. I don't know.
2: I, yeah, but that's the last... Yeah. But, I mean, it, but but Andrew, 1990... The if, Nationals
3: if are awesome like, now. I mean, or, you true. know.
2: They haven't won anything yet.
3: Yeah. And aren't so the Washington so Capitals, haven't they been good?
4: They've never won yeah, a championship. The, the Wizards are, so Wizards I are the, garbage. I
2: guess the... I guess the Cubs are next, are due up
4: next
3: for like, yeah, not the
4: city of Chicago, though, because the White Sox won. No, I mean, I don't know. I don't
3: really, I can't really identify with, I mean, I'll say this about Cleveland, about the Cavaliers, too. When you're choking, but you're in the playoffs all the time, that's different than the Saints. I mean, the Saints went 40 years without winning one playoff game.
2: Yeah, the, the, the the fun thing with the Saints, the fun thing is arguing with Saints fans that are young or whatever and arguing about Aaron Brooks. And people will tweet at me. They're like, Aaron Brooks, he only won one playoff game. And I'll be like, how old are you, dude?
4: Yeah. And they'll be like,
2: I'm 26. I'm like, dude, before Breeze, if you're a Saints fan and you're like over 35, you grew up. The thing you wanted was, I want to have a winning season. I want to make the playoffs. I want to win a Playoff game <laughs> until 2000. Andrew will say, that was the list, right? Andrew? I mean,
3: no, I think that, that was going the, making the going 500, 8 and 8
2: was a good season. <laughs> yeah, it was, but it was let's have a winning season before no, no, it's just then no, it was, it's
3: not even let's have a winning season, it's let's not have a losing season.
2: Yes, and then it was, you know, and then it was, oh, maybe we could make the playoffs, and then it was we got to win a playoff game because for the longest time the Saints were the only team in the NFL that hadn't won a playoff game. So,, um, but now you have all this generation of Breeze that are like hey Aaron Brooks, he only won one playoff game. I'm like, Jesus man. But that's I guess it's good I guess it's good in a way that our, our fan base is completely spoiled in uh, that way. Um, so before we get to Twitter questions, we have the final championship round of the Saints. Well, real quick,
3: I don't know if you remember. I mean, as a Saints fan, the low point for me, I mean, there was a lot of low points, but one, I remember one specifically horrible moment was when the Carolina Panthers and Jacksonville Jaguars were both expansion teams. And you remember, like, that year is maybe like five, six, seven years after they, you know, first joined the league. They were both in their title games.
2: No, they were they were in their title game. They were in the title game their second year. Andrew, was it their second so year? It was their second year. Okay. Carolina lost to Green Bay. Carolina lost to Green Bay, and and Jacksonville lost to New England. Right,
3: so they were in the NFC and AFC championship game. And I just remember yes. thinking it took these teams I okay, so I guess it was two years. It took these teams two years to get to their title games. Meanwhile, the Saints are still trying to win playoff games.
2: Like yeah. one. <laughs> it's never going to Yeah, be no, that it's was never. that was depressing. No, start, I, w- I remember watching Super Bowls with my mom cuz my my dad really wasn't that big into football. And me and my mom would always watch and we'd be like, "Man, I wonder if winning the Super Bowls is as awesome as it looks like." <laughs> <laughs> you know? But uh
3: um and then you found, and so then you we, found out that it absolutely was.
2: It is. Oh, it absolutely is. It's like it's totally worth uh, It's better. It's, totally wor- it's, it's, better. T- it's better. It's still totally worth the totally worth the wait. Um. So, uh, the Saints. We, we did the worst Sean Payton draft pick bracket, and we're down to the championship. Uh, and the championship is uh, Stanley Jean Baptiste, the one seed. Charles Brown, the four seed. Kevin couldn't Kevin couldn't be with us tonight, so he voted for the Pirate in abstention, absentee absentee ballot. So Stanley Jean Baptiste is up one to nothing, Andrew. So who do you vote for as the worst Sean Payton draft pick? Stanley Jean Baptiste. Charles Brown
3: man that's tough I, I was trying to think about this today and on one hand you know you, you could argue at least Charles Brown played but on the other hand I feel like at least with Sean, with Stanley Jean-Baptiste like he was so bad that they, they didn't even play him when they had like Brandon Browner and and they were starting Terrence Frederick and Brian Dixon. Dixon twins. I mean the, the Dixon twins. Yeah, the Dixon twins. I mean they, they were I mean, Corey White, Patrick Robinson, like he, he couldn't get on the field with all those guys I'm um, getting burned repeatedly, taking turns getting burned. And but on some level it's like at least they never put him at least they never put him out there. Like with with Charles Brown, he he was for weeks at a time. Putting Drew Brees' health in jeopardy. You know...
2: Like, this is how bad... Yeah, you made a good point, because here's the thing. We make... You know, they made the joke, and it's it's true about Sean Payton in the, the Rams game in 2013. Sean Payton had said... Charles Brown, he just said, I saw enough. I've seen it. I saw enough. Yeah. So... Um, but, but the Saints were so desperate at corner, like, Sean Payton never turned to the to the defensive coordinator and was like, I've seen enough, put in Baptiste. Like, they never, <laughs> ever got to that point. Yeah, it's true. Like, like what would it have taken? Like, people would have need to... I feel like people would have need to die. Like, corners would have needed... They would have needed to drop dead and had been stretchered off. Well,
3: from that, from that point of view, it's clear that maybe Jean-Baptiste was the more incompetent. But... I don't know, man. I, I never really got a chance to see it. I, I saw Charles Brown. <laughs> I had to live through the holding calls and the false starts <laughs> and the hits that Drew Brees took, hit after hit. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I'll say this, though. I, I don't remember Brees getting absolutely killed by Charles Brown as much as I remember him getting killed by Zach Strief. I feel like the really big hits have been on Strief for the most part. Um.
2: Well, because the thing is with, with Streif, like, if Streif gets beat, even though Breeze can't – even though you would think he can see it coming, it's just this weird thing where, like, when, when, when Streif gets beat, it's like a complete turnstile. Yeah.
3: I feel like – I mean, I feel like Charles Brown was when the Saints' offensive line went from dominant to mediocre, and they've kind of never recovered from that. Like, the, the offensive yeah. line has kind of gone through patches of – they might be decent, and they're pretty mediocre, and but I, I feel like it all really started when they lost German Bushrod and they had this gaping hole at left tackle, and then they were able to fix it eventually with Armstead, but then they just started springing leaks other places. So I, I don't know. I, I just, again, like there, there's just more more to sink your teeth into with Brown. Like John Batiste never really played. Um, so I don't know. I, I'm picking Brown.
4: Wow, really? Picking Brown. Um, well, last week, Ralph, you asked us to come prepared and do research. Yeah. And um, yeah. I did do a little research. And Honestly, before I did any research, I was thinking that this was a close competition, that they were both equally terrible. <laughs> but um, after really looking into it and diving into it, I think that one one of them stands out as, as being far more worse of a draft pick. Um, and who is that? Um, let's, let's not rush things here, Ralph. Let's not rush things. <laughs> um, no. Um, you know, Charles, Charles Brown is still in the league. He plays for the Cowboys right now. He, he was signed by the Jets and the Giants. He didn't really catch on anything there. But, you know, he's, he's – it looks like he, his career is going to be just as a backup – you know, in a backup role, he'll just bounce. He may bounce around for a few more years in the NFL in a backup role, and that's fine. And that's that's his role. But I mean, Jean Baptiste, he isn't was, he on the Seahawks? He's on a team. He's on a he's on a team that they they just signed him after the season. They haven't they haven't even they only they only the only thing they've seen of him are OTAs and minicamps, So they have they have yet to realize how bad he actually is. Uh, he was signed well, by the no, Lions. But
3: they, they, didn't they claim he was on their practice squad last year? I think he was with the
4: Seahawks No, last year. no, he was on they the Lions last They him off year. waivers. Oh, okay. Yeah, in February, he was okay. on the Lions. He was on the Lions, uh, maybe practice squad last year. Um, but with the Saints, first of all, I don't know if any if you guys knew this. He only played eight snaps in all of two thousand fourteen, his his rookie season. Um, so he he barely even got the chance to uh, to to prove himself. He, only because he was that terrible. But anyway, I, I would say Charles Brown. He he he's at least. He, he can at least be a backup in this league, and, and John Baptiste is you know, bad enough where the Saints only needed one year to look at him. Um, and uh, I highly doubt that he's going to stick on with the Seahawks. He was drafted as a guy that was supposed to be just like Richard Sherman. Um, so if Richard Sherman can't, well, well, he, well he's can't competing him, for a job.
3: Him. He's competing for a job with Brandon Browner, so he might have a shot.
4: No, nah, I doubt it. I, I highly doubt it. as as hard as that might be to believe. Um, I would I might actually take Brandon Browner over uh, Stanley Jean Baptiste. So anyway you know Baptiste is is uh, could be labeled as uh, or should be labeled definitely as as just a, a straight up bust.
2: <laughs> this is so hard for me So what's that make the countdown because one. one this is so hard because I feel like I feel like. I I just feel like it's so hard to judge Baptiste because he he didn't he didn't play
4: because he was terrible
2: because he well yeah
4: he's uh, a loser.
2: I I feel like I have to I have to go uh Baptiste just because he didn't play and also I feel like of all the the the, the track record of all the horrible picks that that in the Sean Payton era Andrew I feel like the second round is the graveyard of death where just the bodies in there from the second <laughs> round are just are just. I mean look, you look at the Saints the last good second round pick the Saints had that's contributed I mean granted Goodell took two away they traded away the 2000 uh they traded away 2010 because of uh or 2009 because of Porter, 2010 was Charles Brown, 2011 they traded away, 2012 Goodell took away, 2013 Goodell took away, 2014 was Baptiste, and 2015 was Kikaha. I mean...
3: Who's already on
2: IR. Who's already on IR. So, I mean, awesome. you're th- I mean that is, I mean, that's just horrible. So, I feel like by 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 giving it to Baptiste and declaring him the winner, it sort of adds the weight of the crappiness of the second round.
3: Well, uh, did you guys by by chance? Um, uh, well, Dave, if you haven't been on Saints Nation, I'm guessing in about five years. But um, <laughs> d- did e- so I guess I'm really asking Ralph. Ralph, did did you see the post that I put today on Saints Nation by chance?
2: No, I actually had to do work today at work, so I didn't get to fork okay. around on the internet. Okay, but I will pull it up. So in-
3: uh, I I did kind of a revisit of what happened to those picks oh my God. that Goodell that Goodell took away. In tw- so, uh, I think it was twenty 20- was it 2012 and
2: 2013?
3: Yep. Yeah. Um, and so the guys that were picked were Vinny Curry of the Eagles, who just got like a. So, th- this is where, you know, the guys that were picked in the slot
2: yeah. where
3: the Saints would have gone. So, obviously, we don't know. We don't know if, you know, the Saints would have picked these guys. But it was like a pass rushing specialist for the Eagles who has like 17 sacks in his career and just got a five-year $15 million deal this season and then it was Kevin Minter (laughs) was in the NFL and the Cardinals so like the two players that were picked in those slots were defensive players who would clearly start for the Saints now and then if you look at like the next four guys in both years it's like Le'Veon Bell, like Jonathan Hankins. Like it, it's it's horrible. It's like they could have had any of those guys. So like you go back and you look at it. You should read the post. It's it's kind of unbelievable, and it makes you wonder if those picks hadn't been taken away. Like if Bounty Gate never happens, would they have? You know this history of god awful second round picks. Or my they have two starters on their team. Contributing that were really good players.
2: <laughs> yeah, that makes me sad, Andrew. Almost as sad as you sounding like a speaking Spell. I know, but um, but it makes me sad. Um, so so Stanley Jean Baptiste is our is our, is our winner. Um, he goes down. I mean, he's in the pantheon of worst picks. I think. Like this is a des- this is a deserved victory for Stanley Jean Baptiste. Um, so I all right, know. let's. All right, before we before we get out of Finally here.
4: Finally good at something.
2: All right, we have a fu- we have a bunch of fun uh question. This might be this might be my favorite question of the entire offseason so far. I'm going to give it to you, Andrew. It would be for Kevin, but he's not here. Question for the show. This is from Chris Stefanka. What is more likely to break? Clavicle. I'm sure you're
4: pronouncing that correctly.
2: Yeah, Toll's clavicle or the frame of the Ryan Brothers bike. If you haven't seen this, the, <laughs> the, the Ryan Brothers have a tandem bike like in the Double McGum commercial, and they ride it around Buffalo, apparently.
3: <laughs> they do not. I'm, I'm they do. going option three, Kikaha's ACL. <laughs> <laughs>
2: No, Dave, it's really true. They have a they have a tandem bike like the Doubleman twins, and they ride it around Buffalo. Um. So, uh, let's see, um, uh, uh, Dave, if you could, well, if you could interview Junior Browner or Rob Ryan and ask whatever you wanted and got answers, get answers, get answers, who would you choose?
4: junior browner or rob ryan mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. uh it's tough because ne- ne- neither of those three do i feel would be totally truthful I-, I feel like they would all three of them would embellish um and 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 and, and badmouth the saints potentially worse than it really was but not
3: isn't, isn't this isn't this hypothetical that you would get re- real true answers yeah, and I, I would high, get the real
4: answers.
2: Yeah, it's hypothetical. Mm, if I mean, in, in probably
4: Ryan. Then I, I think I think probably Rob Ryan because I mean he's he's behind he's in meetings and behind closed doors and that kind of stuff and yeah. he could tell you more about the, the I decision would making. I would as Ryan, opposed to the players because then
2: he would. I think Ryan could tell you about the draft. He could tell you about the, why they decided to go after Josh yeah. Bird. I mean, right. you know, I think right. if he was truthful, right. if he didn't give you just coach speak, so I, I think it Rob Ryan. So. Uh, let's see. Um, Andrew, uh, were you disappointed that the Saints didn't get on Hard Knocks this year?
3: Yes and no. Uh, um, I don't want the team distracted, but for my own personal entertainment, uh, I don't know. I, I feel like the latter matters more, my own personal entertainment. So, yeah, I'm disappointed.
2: I would have kept HBO. I would have catched HBO through the summer if they would have. The Saints would have been on, some, on hard knocks.
3: Uh, oh, absolutely.
2: If the Dave, if the Saints could add only one player which would either fix the pass rush or fix the guard spot, which would you choose?
4: <laughs> mm. I can't have all of the above, huh? i got to pick you know, one. you
2: got to pick one.
3: You can have I, I, one of the Bounty Gate draft picks back.
4: <laughs> Why? So they can blow it? Piss it away? <laughs> um, I'd probably take pass rush. Uh, I, I just think that that might make more of a difference. I mean, you know, Drew Brees can still play decent even if he's running around for his life. And he's got receivers and running backs to help him out. I, I, and I think that... Saints just have zero in the way of a pass rush right now. So. Nah,
2: it's pretty. It's 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 a it's a tough one. The poll question I asked on, on on Twitter the other day when I was hanging around with a storm and rain, people were divided on it. This is a question from Eric Ralph. Would you would you take the Saints having a Pro Bowl kicker in exchange for giving up whiskey for a year? No, the Saints can go for two every time. God damn it, I'm not giving up drinking just so they can not suck a kicker. You know. They need to sort. They need to sort that out on their own, Eric. Yeah, but Ralph, for Pro Bowl.
3: You, re, you do realize, like, going to the Pro Bowl means you miss like no more than three kicks for the year.
2: Man, but whisk they. I, I guess I could go beer the whole year. I mean, but God, that would take me forever to get drunk. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so <laughs> what? You start drinking like switch down. to tequila. <laughs> to tequila. <laughs> uh, What's the one thing a Saints player could do in a game that would make your draw, jaw drop? Uh, this is from the this is from Todd Newberg. He nominates Jerus Bird not fair catching a punt. <laughs> so I guess actually Jerus Bird returning, <laughs> returning a punt that would make yeah that would be fun. He would probably get reamed out by Peyton. <laughs> so a- Andrew, what would make you your jaw? What could a Saints player do in a game that would make your jaw drop?
3: Uh, uh Traverse Cadet, Neil from one yard deep, because his return sucks so bad.
2: <laughs> I'm trying to think. Uh, I mean, Garrett Grayson. I company. think
4: mine. I think mine would be. Oh God. I
3: think mine
4: would be like a four sack game from from somebody.
3: Yeah. Somebody not named Cam Jordan, yeah.
4: Even even Cam, did has Cam Jordan had a four sack game yet? I think he. I don't think I don't so. Know. Maybe three. I'm
2: trying to think, like, you know, I don't know, like, like a Saints player having four picks would would be just jaw dropping. Because <laughs> because even the even the the safety four would four, inner picks in a game. That would be jaw-dropping.
0: Dude, two. <laughs> two. <laughs> All
2: right, let's see. Um, this is from D- D- uh, this is from Hans. Kobe Fleener might be a permanent hobo with a shotgun prize winner. Have you seen pics of him with his long hair? Yes, I have. He looks like an extra from Joe Dirt. He,
4: he looks like he should be a Nickelback.
2: <laughs> like a roadie. Uh, I think Kobe Fle- – that makes me excited for Kobe Fleener. Like, Look at this crap.
4: <laughs>
2: so that wraps up the questions. Thanks for everybody for asking questions. You can donate to the podcast so we can solve our audio problems or they can get slightly 5% better or, or you know, maybe not. We try. We do the best we can.
3: So my they- audio was awful today, huh? Uh,
2: It went – it had stretches, man. It had stretches where you where you were like a speaking spell, but it never, it never, it never bottomed out to like Dave about to give a great answer and then goes blank. It never hit that level bad, so you got that going for you. So, um,
4: I would say go. Wait, isn't isn't it better? Isn't it better to just drop out and not have to not have the listener hear weird sounds? It seems like my my issues are better.
2: Maybe it depends. Uh, we should put you should you put, put that up as a Twitter poll. What kind of worst? Yeah, what, we to have a poll. What bad? What Saints? What Saints? What Saints Happy Hour podcast bad audio do you prefer? No sound, speaking spell, or in and out like an AM radio. Um, but Kevin could or be. Noise, yeah. Or white noise. White noise. So, uh, go to Saints Nation. Andrew's got a bunch of fun stuff up there, as he said. He's got uh, hypothetical draft picks that the Saints might have not watched. Go to Canal Street Chronicles. Dave's got a bunch of fun stuff. Kevin is on the Twitters. Uh, donate, please. We need the money to keep the lights on. So, for Dave, for Andrew, for Kevin, uh, until next week, the bar is closed.
3: The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com.
0: This is it, we've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen.